Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter where you are in the world, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Whose World Is This? with your host, me, Junior Renee Bobrun. If you are a returning listener, I'd like to welcome you back. If you are a brand new listener, I'd like to welcome you first and foremost to this ongoing conversation that's been going on now for what is now our 31st episode. This is season one, episode seven. This is our 31st episode in total. We are making headway. We are creating a, a, a collection of awesome conversations that have been uh, the source of many in-person conversations and over-the-phone conversations that I've had with several friends and colleagues and people like that. People who I haven't spoken to in a little while have gotten back in contact with me because I sent them a link to this show saying, hey, check it out. Let me know what you think. And all of a sudden I get a text like, yo, we need to talk. And I would go, about what? And they would go, when do you have a minute? And then we'd have a great conversation. We'd, we wouldn't even catch up on the three, four, five years we hadn't spoken. We would go right into this episode and then later on find out how we were doing. So it's been awesome. Doing this show has been great. It's been, um, a, it's definitely a passion project. Uh, I'd like to say that um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine about one of my episodes and I really can't remember which episode it is he he told me the episode but I don't remember the episode title and name I wish I did because I would tell you guys to go back and check it out but um it was a great show I enjoyed doing it I don't remember a lot of the things that I say in my shows because it's a stream of thought I've told you guys this before 90 plus percent of it is not written and I just go with what I know. It's like th that old school saying back in the days, the older dudes in New York used to say, go for what you know. <laughs> and so that's what I do. I go for what I know. And I even go for things I don't know. I just pose a question and I'll, I'll inform you guys or at least I'll, I'll let you guys know that, yeah, I'm not really well versed in this. I'm asking this question so it can bring about a conversation. And that's why I give out my email. Whose world is this to one at gmail.com that's w-h-o-s-e-i-s-w-o-r-l-d-t-h-i-s-2-1 at gmail.com whose world is this i do that because i say hey what do you guys think you know this is a this is a conversation i know i'm the i'm the person that you hear but i know a lot of the things that i'm saying is resonating with some of you and that's why I bring up a friend of mine. He told me that one of the things that I brought up, brought up not an old wound, but an ongoing situation that he was having with certain elders in his family. And so a statement that I made, he felt he wanted clarity on that statement that I made because he felt that if he got clarity on it, he would be better able to discuss this political uh uh, ideology, this thing that was between he, he and his family members, he'd be able to at least understand why they felt the way they felt about certain things. So that one little sentence that I had in this whole 35, 40 minute diatribe triggered something. And so he and I had a two hour conversation and he told me, and this is important. He said, because of our conversation, June, 
I don't have to speak to my family member about that particular situation the same way anymore. The elephant is out of the room. I can just speak to them and just have a natural curiosity without it being, you know, contentious or adversarial because I don't, I gave him the backstory as to why someone from his elders generation would feel a particular way about a certain political thing. I'm not going to mention what that thing is at the moment, but I gave him the backdrop to it as to why they would think that way, whether they were right or wrong, but why they would. And it's like I told you guys before. This show is not about plucking things from current events, what I call low-hanging fruit. You know, it's easy for me to grab something out of the news right now, create some hashtags for it, put somebody's name, a popular name in the title and say, in this episode, we discuss such and such. And because they're popping, it may show up in certain algorithms or they're popular. And then people pick up on it. It's not what we do here. I like to speak about how we get to this place where these people are popular without even having to name them. How this particular thing that's going on is actually going on without even having to name that particular thing. I like to get to the backstory, get to the origin story. And this show, the conversation that I had with this particular friend who happens to be a very good friend of mine, close friend and confidant, the fact that this show could bring about that level of conversation between me and an extremely intelligent, astute individual, open-minded, articulate, intelligent, high-thinker, high-minded individual, and it can bring about that level of closure for him and his family is the purest form of this show. <laughs> if I want to do anything, it's that. It's to spark a bigger conversation between you and I, between you and yourself, between you and the people around you that are important to you. That's extremely important to me. And at its purest form, at its best, when the show is at its best, one of you is going to get something. It doesn't have to, if there are 1 million listeners or 100,000 or 10, and there's that one person that's like, whew, yeah, that one right there, that stuck with me. I, I got to sit on that one for a while. And it creates a conversation and a dialogue within yourself. And then it creates a bigger conversation. And a, that mustard seed, that, that pumpkin seed grows into a pumpkin of an idea. That now it's just grown to the point where you have to share it. Um, it, it has to be discussed on a larger level than just a passing podcast show. It's not just something you can dismiss or walk away from. It's something that's just in you now. It's, now you can't unhear it. And because you can't unhear it, now you're thinking about it. Now you can't unthink it. And you can't unfeel the feeling that it triggered. <laughs> and now it becomes something bigger than just, you know, listening to something for you know, easy listening or whatever the case may be. That's what's important. At its purest and at its best, it's my hope that that show does that to, to several of you, not just one, but several. But if it could just bring about that for one, then whoa, to think that my words here sitting in my office can do that to someone who's not in my state, who's not in my time zone, even who's handling living a, a separate life from mine but yet this connected us that sentence connected us and then it connected us and it connected other parts of his family and it shows the interconnectivity of us all it's extremely important 
I'm very, very happy about that. And I know he's probably listening because he listens. He's an avid listener. And I just want him to know how important that conversation was. We had that conversation a while ago, a couple of weeks ago, whatever. It's important. It's that important to me. And it's going to be, it's the catalyst. It's the driving force behind this passion project that I hope in the near, near future turns into a profit project. Because I would love to do this show hmm, several times a week, not just, you know, record two episodes a week and do other things. I would like this to be that, you know, that show, that thing that can actually sustain, you know, a significant part of my lifestyle and my expenses. Why not? Why not? I, I hear a lot of things out there that are, you know, <clears throat> uh, making money or, or they seem to have uh there seem to be successful and, and why not this show? You know, I listen to the content and I go, hey, this show can do that too. I can do that. I'm doing my own thing, but why can't I do that? I can bandy on for 20, 30, 40 minutes and I can keep an audience. I've, I've checked the stats on my show. People listen to a lot. They listen to a lot of my rambling. They don't just listen in for three, four, five minutes. They're in for the long haul. I'm looking at the stats at the back end analytics and the listeners, you guys, are listening. So I'm saying, oh, there's something to whatever it is I'm doing is working. I don't have a consultant. I don't have anybody. And truth be told, I haven't taken a lot of the advice that I've been given. Maybe I should. We shall see. But in any case, um, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that specifically. The, the topic of this show is going to be where this show is going and where I'm going. What, where do I see in this future and things like that? First and foremost, we want to acknowledge OneLavi.com, which is the home of my vitamins and minerals and nutritional supplements and functional foods. Like I've said before, in this age of hyper-awareness, appropriately driven by our concern for our immune systems due to certain things that have been, that have been injected into our environment, it's important now that we fortify and supplement our our, nutri our nutrient base because we're not going to get it from our foods. Unfortunately, our westernized diet, our fast food diet, what passes as food in our supermarkets is not as nutrient dense as it would be if we were getting it straight from certain sources, if we were getting, you know, if we were close to agrable farmland and getting it from those sources. Our food is quite industrialized, so we're not getting the kind of nutrients. We're full. We're not hungry. But the, a lot of the food we're eating is not nutritious, and it's not nutrient-dense, and it's not doing for our bodies what we need it to do for our bodies. So because of that, we have to supplement. We have to take our vitamins. We have to take our minerals. We have to take our cognitive foods. We have to counteract the other things that we're eating. And that's why I go to One La Vie. O-N-E-L-A-V-I dot com. A very good source for vitamins, supplements, uh, uh, functional brain foods, things of that nature. They are sourced from extremely excellent sources. The, the products that they pick are certified organic. Go and check it out for yourself. Let me know what you think. You can leave a comment. Whose world is this? 21 at gmail.com 
or my Instagram, whose world is this 2021. And you can let me know what you think about the show, suggestions, questions, concerns about anything that you about the product. And I can send it to the manufacturer or, you know, you can email the manufacturer yourself, onelavi.com, email them as well. But we're trying to maintain customer engagement based on the products that we bring to you. The things that we're doing are a direct reflection of us. You know, we're not going to pit. I'm not going to tell you about a product that I'm not using or a service that I'm not utilizing that I have success with, you know, so everything that we're doing is going to be a direct extension of how I see the world. That's what it is. Whose world is this? It's so what I say, what I represent, the products that I acknowledge, people that I co-sign is a direct reflection of me. So it's it's one of those things where Oh, it's not just a paid advertisement. It's not a paid actor. It's what it is. I reached out to them to see if they wanted to do business with me. It wasn't the other way around. And that's why we go to Lenore Batista's journal collection and Lenore Batista's books, The Essential Self-Publishing Success Blueprint, which I'm using right now to publish my first book. Go to ChavezHouse.com. There's a group of notebooks for back to school. Whether you're a college student or you're a parent wanting to get notebooks for your children, we have books with Paris on the cover, books with Libya on the cover, America. We have American flags, Jamaican flags, Caribbean flags from all over the Caribbean and Africa. Listen, we have a group of a collection of notebooks. We have the essential self-publishing blueprint when you are looking to publish your first book. We also have the uh, Lenore Batista journal collection. Go check it out for groups of journals that you would like to get, with, uh, for, definitely for women empowerment. You want to write what you, you're grateful for in the morning, grateful for in the evening, manifesting journals, scripting journals for how you want to live your life. Extremely helpful books on how to script your life and get your things in order. Check that out at ChavezHouse.com. That's C-H-A-V-E-S House.com. Now that we've gotten that out the way, What's this show about? Well, this episode is titled, You Won't See Me. This is season three, episode seven. This is the 31st show, or is it the 32nd show? I'm not entirely sure. I know we did 31 shows. I think we're on this. I think this is the 32nd show. Yeah, 32 shows deep. Very good. So it gives a lot of you out there who haven't heard me before a good idea of what I'm about if you were to go back to episode one. And I'm naming this episode tentatively. The, the, the working title is You Won't See Me. I want to call it What You're Not Going to See Me Do, which is sort of a slang. You know, uh, what you're not going to see me do. And what do I mean by that? I had an episode that I did. It's... um. Season two, episode 13. It was our 25th show. And I titled it Girl Lost. Now I've gotten <laughs> a little bit of feedback on that. Girl Lost, question mark. Girl Lost. So that's how I should say it. And it was speaking directly to a lot of the, the ideologies that exist right now as it pertains to having children in the United States, whether it's, I don't want to say out of wedlock, but um, certain women who have made the choice to have a child knowing that that child is not going to have a father in his life. Not the women who just 
thought they were going to be in a committed relationship and that man decided to not commit not only to that woman but then decided to abandon their responsibilities as a father i'm not speaking to those i'm speaking about a newer generation of women newer generation of women who says i can do it alone the 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 i am enough click that's come about in the last 10 15 plus years i'm enough I don't need a man. Okay. I can do it all by myself. All right. And and consciously go out there purposefully with purpose to do it alone or go it alone. And if that father or the biological father abandons that child or, or has already said, I'm not going to be a part of this. I didn't put in for this. And a woman says, my body, my choice and decides to have this child anyway. And that woman decides that that child doesn't need a man that the man is a supplement it's not an essential thing it's a supplemental thing so i've gotten some pushback from that episode and i've enjoyed it a great deal because like i said i don't shy away from a good conversation or i wouldn't be doing this show truthfully speaking um if i shied away from good conversation then i'd have no reason to do this show but there were certain people that i spoke to who um, wanted me to take the show down. And I asked them why. They said, well, I don't think it's good for what you're trying to build. I don't think you want to draw the ire of women because of, you know, the, 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 um, the tensions that are going on out there between men and women, and et cetera, et cetera. And I said, did I say anything derisive? They were like, no, did I say anything derogatory? They said, no, did I say anything that you would consider truly disrespectful? They said, no. I said, so why would I take it down? I said, can what I said be argued on its merits? They said, yes, so why would I take it down? What you're not going to see me do <laughs> is take down something that I can double down on. If for whatever reason I stood corrected, I would keep that show up and do another show about how someone corrected me on a show that I did. And I, would, and I would inform everyone to go check out that show again. Let me know what you think. And I would say, you know what? I no longer believe this or think that because I have seen a new light or I am looking at things through different lenses and I really appreciated that lens and et cetera, et cetera. I would keep that show up and do another show. And, and if anyone who... And if that person or persons that um, showed me a totally different tune than the one I was singing, I would interview them and give them their flowers before I took something down. I've said it to you from the last episode. I have zero issues standing corrected. I don't want to be right. I want to be right and exact. I don't want to win an argument. I want to be accurate. So if now, if you're telling me my one plus one was not equaling two, that it was equaling 1.999898, I will have you on and we will have that conversation. Or if you don't want to be on and you don't want to be interviewed, then I will say, listen, someone close to me or someone I spoke to had me see something totally differently, totally different. That's what I would say. What you're not going to do is have me be afraid of drawing ire. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And so I retorted. I said, do you have a problem with what I said about children needing dads and that dads are not supplemental? Dads are essential. 
and that you have a gang culture in America that starts because a lot of kids are looking for fathers. And then I quoted a statement that I once heard. If a child does not have a father in the house, they're going to find that father in the streets. Boom. And <laughs> the person on the other end of that phone laughed like, oh, wow. And I said, that's not me talking. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at the stats. I sent her every single stat from women, female researchers, this one, that one, conservative researchers, liberal researchers, everyone in between, Harvard studies, this study, that study, whatever, juvenildetention.gov studies, everything, all the information that's been out there. I'm not speaking about YouTube personalities yapping about. I'm speaking, here are the stats, and the stats back up everything that I said. Here are the stats over the last 25 years, I'm sorry, not a year, a quarter of a century worth of statistics. Go rifle through that and then tell me whether I should take my things down or not. If you don't have a father in a home, you're gonna find a father in the street. Statistically speaking, I don't wanna hear about anecdotal information about, oh, well, I know these kids and my, you know, the friends that I have that weren't, they didn't grow up with their dads and this, that, and the third, they did great, yeah, 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 yeah. Anecdotal information does not make up a total. It's anecdotal, not anecdotal. That's you and your tiny little experience with a couple of people that probably don't even make up a dozen. They don't even make up a baker's dozen. Listen, I'm talking about thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands from state to state to state that have been studied over 25 years. Incarceration from sociologists to psychologists to criminologists to wardens to have this is what it is so what you're not gonna do and i know that person's listening they're good people what you're not gonna see you won't see me take down an episode oops no if i have to stand corrected then i stand corrected fine so this is about you're not gonna see me Take something down that you somewhat a couple of people may not agree with or may want to quote unquote cancel me for. I am not and never have been. I am not going to be dictated by the whims and the wants of the masses who, when they're angry. I'm not or or a tiny group that decides they want to be angry today and I draw the eye of Sauron on me. That's fine. That's a Lord of the Rings reference for those out there geeks like me who like stuff like that. All right? So I'm fine with that. I'm fine if people are not happy with some of the things that I say. It comes from a good place. Know that much. I mean well. I am well-intentioned. So, and I don't need to... I don't need to ever have that as a disclaimer. I think most people get it. And the ones who get it, come on aboard. If you don't get it and don't like it, please, you know, feel free to email me and curse me out if you so choose. Feel free to leave a bad rating or review on the on the Apple and iTunes and wherever else you can leave. Do that. That's great. But if you want to have a conversation, you hit me up on the email and we'll find a way to maybe do a Google video or a Zoom conversation or or a 
I've done a couple of interviews so far. I've done about three interviews on this show already. I'm looking to do more. I just haven't had the time to to book the people. But um, yeah, we can always get you on. We can talk about what what you're going to speak about beforehand, and we can have a conversation, and then that's that. And we can you can get on, and we can have a conversation if you so choose. We, you you don't have to be. I won't put your name in. You can be anonymous, and we can have a a a. a, a conversation on the air and it'll be awesome and we'll record it and then boom but um i'm not taking anything down that that's not even a suggestion that i would entertain not even a little bit but there's something else too i've had and many people say this and they're right when they say june you you gotta do you gotta have a youtube channel and i do have a youtube channel but i don't i don't put any of this stuff on it as of yet they're saying June, it's the largest search engine. It's um it's where everybody's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. You want the channel to grow exponentially, you gotta have a YouTube channel. Yeah, you're right. You gotta have a video component. Yes, I know the video voyeuristic age that we're in. Video is more is infinitely more compelling and it's a force multiplier to the audio. So if I add visual to this, people can see where I'm working from. People can look at me and engage and put a face to the voice and my mannerisms and I'll get to know me better. Things that a third. I don't know if I'm entirely interested in that. I actually enjoy this. I remember being a kid listening to the radio because my mom wouldn't allow me to have a television in my room and i was a chronic insomniac even from an early age i didn't like to sleep if i didn't have to i didn't like to sleep at night the idea of being up when everybody else was asleep wasn't was awesome for me personally so my room was filled with books encyclopedias and i was allowed to have a radio and you know, one of my favorite things to do was listen to talk radio. And I would listen to these older dudes and older women, these elders just speak. And I would hear people talking to each other over the radio. And there was something amazing about just listening to these voices. And then I would take a moment and picture how they would look. Or where were they? Were they in a radio studio? I didn't even know what a radio studio looked like. And I would imagine what this person looked like. It wasn't until I was older 10 years or 15 years older i would see the faces of the people that i was uh listening to on a radio and go oh wow that's how such and such looks like that's how this one looks like that's how larry king looks like that's how this one and i'd go wow they didn't look anything like i thought they would and there was a certain level of my imagination that i had to employ while i was listening now call me old school call me throwback People can say, June, that's how it was done then. But if you really want this channel to grow and if you really want it to be a profit center, not a passion, uh, if you want it to be a profit project and not a passion project, you're going to have to get out of all of that and just do, you know what I mean, what people do. And you know what? I think I'm okay. I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to be recognized. <laughs> I'd like to be recognized for doing this while people are listening. I don't know if I want to walk down the street and have people go, hey, you're Junior Renee Brun from Whose World Is This? I don't know if I want people to go, hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I don't know if I want, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I don't know if I want that. I have an aversion to fame. I have an aversion to it. 
and it's something you remember what we spoke about in the last episode i think it was episode six it was um what was the name of the episode last week you guys tell me um uh prisoners are we prisoners and i was speaking about i always ask myself why i feel a way about a thing i think about what i'm thinking about while i'm thinking about it and i think it dates back to my childhood which most things can date back to how you were in your nature and how you were nurtured like I've said before on many occasions, I grew up in Jamaica, Queens, New York. I call it a pseudo-suburb. It had all the characteristics of a suburb. You had single-family homes. You had attached homes. You had people who were homeowners. You had grass in the front, grass in the back. There were trees and playgrounds. But, you know, maybe from an economic perspective, certain people were making money that you would consider suburban uh, that could fit into a suburban salary, whatever. But oftentimes it didn't operate as a as a suburb. It was a pseudo or quasi suburb. It was uh, being famous in my neighborhood. We call it ghetto celebrity. You know, I would have nice clothes and nice sneakers and things like that. And if enough girls liked your clothes, let's just put it this way: in high school. Being famous or being popular in your neighborhood or being popular in your high school could be a matter of life or death. And I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that. Fame could get you killed. <laughs> it's unfortunate to be a 15, 16-year-old kid and I'm hyper aware of the fact that the dudes who don't like the amount of attention I'm getting could end up causing problems later on. And it had nothing to do with me fearing them but it's like, what's the cost? Am I willing to call, pay that price? I had friends. I wasn't anybody's. I wasn't going to acquiesce to any aggression. I always, to be, to be honest with you, I met aggression with aggression growing up. I didn't acquiesce. I wasn't a bully, but I wasn't, I wasn't a predator, but I was far from prey. Let's put it that way. So, but being famous, hood celebrity is what we used to call it. Ghetto celeb. You know, you, you people see you driving around with this guy. I'm 15, 16, but all of a sudden I'm driving around with guys that are 18, 19, 20, and they have fancy cars and this, that, and the third. Oh, what's June doing? What's he? That kind of stuff. I realize that attention can be extremely toxic because you can't turn it off. And I had control issues. I wanted control. I wanted to step on a scene get the respect that I wanted and leave. You can't control that. That's what I wanted. I wanted to be respected, but to be respected, you have to have a reputation. And for you to have a reputation, that means people have to be saying your name. For people that be saying your name, that means you have to be known to a certain degree. And so therein lies the conundrum of being recognized and respected. I wanted do people to know that I wasn't a predator or prey but to know that, that means you had to know certain things about me. And I was extremely, extremely private. And I guarded my privacy as, 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 as diligently as I could, as, as, as vigilantly as I could, with vigilance. So I look at fame as, from, a, from a totally local level, bottom of the totem pole, high school fame, neighborhood fame. You know, people knowing, oh, you're from that part of Queens or you must know such and such. Or people would know me and say, hey, are you such and such from such and such? And I'm like, I didn't like the fact that my name was leaving 
and I couldn't control where it was going. And you'd garner a reputation that you no longer had control over. And you see how much money celebrities spend on their brand. You know, so now people have become brands and corporations have become people on a larger level now. And I say to myself, if you can't control it, if I, I'm not going to be able to control my popularity once it becomes an audiovisual sort of experience and it's on something like YouTube. And the reason why I have a huge issue with YouTube and things like that is because everybody's on it. And as much as I love the democracy, how democratized is it, it is, quote unquote, everybody's on it. So everyone from the cuckoo to the to the most level-headed um, um, expert and all in between. And there's something about that. And, it, and it's the same for this platform, podcasting and things. I find this to be a realm that I have more control over. So if I were to do some things, it would probably go from here to Patreon, not from here to YouTube. I'm not comfortable anymore with the the idea of being visually recognized and approachable for for just because i don't like fame and i don't like what this new fame has turned into i, I it's it's this is where i'm a little bit contradictory because i love the fact that the internet is so democratized and we spoke about the internet net neutrality it's not as democratized as we as we think it is but i love the fact that anybody can put their stuff up there anybody you have an opinion you have something you want to say click record and upload let the world know awesome that's what i do i click record and i upload then I press stop and I upload. It's exactly what I do. And any one of you out there can do the exact same thing. And then YouTube and all these other platforms, you can do the same thing. But the problem with that is too, anybody can upload and record. And so there are things out there. Vibes attract tribes. And there are things out there that I, that I see. And I have friends of mine who send me clips. And I'm going, yo, this is, this is, this is not good for your ears and not good for your soul. To see grown men and women, you know, one person has one channel and they're bickering with one person with another channel and et cetera, et cetera. And it's absolutely ridiculous. It's not even little kids. It's grownups, adults, people with children. And I say to myself, I don't want to be in that neighborhood. I don't want to be in that neighborhood. I don't want to even be, I don't want to be even loosely associated with them. And I'm doing a podcast. Everybody has one. Everybody's doing something or talking about nails or talking about this or talking about fashion. That's fine. I, I, I actually appreciate this platform more. There's a certain level of civility to this platform. And I don't think the people on this platform are chasing as much chasing fame and, and recognizability and popularity to the same degree as people that are on YouTube, truth be told. You know what I mean? I'm not afraid of this platform growing. I want to have a certain level of controls and channels and stop gaps to it. I want you guys to share this as much as you possibly can with as many people. I want you to rate it, review it, make sure that you have not rate or reviewed it. 
please, but I want this to be my tribe. There are going to be certain people who are going to listen in and go, man, this is boring. What the hell is this cat talking about? I don't hear this. Well, I don't listen. Click. Good. But I'd rather it be that than it be a comment section where people are talking more about the visual than the audio. Or where is he at? What location? Et cetera, et cetera. The, the banter, the light, lowbrow banter that I see that exists on other platforms. It's just who wants to, I'm not, I don't even want to entertain it. You know what I mean? And, and, and that there's certain things I won't be able to avoid as this channel grows. But I think if, if this vibe tribe sends the, sends, if my vibe tribe sends these shows to other people that they think would be interested in this content, the people that are interested in this content and are interested in listening to what the things that I have to say and want to engage are not a toxic group. It's a group of people that want to learn, that want to grow, that want to enjoy life, that respect people's opinions, that are that are that are willing to agree to disagree, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And what I find on other platforms, that's not necessarily the case. So this newfound fame, where people are out there just hashtagging whatever is going on this hour and doing reaction videos, which I think is the lowest form of media. Are you going to react to something that someone else reacted to? Really now? I'm going to react. Here's the reaction video to the other person's reaction video. to the re Really now? I'm going to react to a person's reaction. Are you kidding me? And people are in for it. Lowbrow. You know, the things that we speak about, I'll mention a quote. And I'm hoping that that quote is going to send someone to their search engine to maybe look up more quotes from that person and eventually buy a book on that person and then read more, listen to podcasts like this as opposed to going down. I'm trying to provide an alternative to that stuff because that other stuff, it's like bereft of any nutrition. It's a, like a lot of the food that we're getting from our supermarkets and our drive through windows. It'll kill you. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not nutrient dense. That's why I totally understand what that tennis player is going through, Na Naomi Osaka. You know, she's my sister to a certain degree. She's, her father's Haitian. I'm of Haitian descent, Haitian American. You know what I mean? And um, she's Japanese as well. And um, she is excellent at being a tennis player. She's one of the best people in the best tennis players in the world. At one point, she was rated number one. She is a champion. But fame is another sport. You know what I mean? They don't teach you how to be famous. They don't teach you how to deal with cameras in your face all the time and being recognized by everyone out there. I feel for her when she said, I need a minute. I'm not doing the, I think it was the French Open. I'm not doing it. I'm tired. I, I don't want to talk to the media right now. I mean, do I have to meet these media requirements? I'm excellent at my sport. I've been doing this sport since I was two, three, four years old in public playgrounds and public tennis courts. That's what I know. Now, all of a sudden, I'm being famous for something that I was doing all by myself on a tennis court. I understand when boxers and basketball players and actors and people like that don't understand the fame aspect of what they're doing. The best doctor and best surgeon in the world does not have a bunch of cameras outside of the operating room while they're 
conducting surgical procedures or they're assessing what is wrong with their patient or what is right with their patient. They get to do this job. They can be the best at it and no one knows outside of their peer group. No one's recognizing that doctor going, man, you messed up on that little hand, that, that little foot surgery you did, man. That torn ACL, that little, that little thing. And they don't have people speaking about it on the street and people making millions of dollars just talking about you and what you're doing. So they're reacting to your reactions. I find the idea of fame and people being famous for talking about famous people, I find that to be the most toxic environment that's ever existed in my lifetime. I'm not gonna say ever, because I don't know what ever looks like. I can't say in the history of the world. What the hell do I know about the history of the world as far as from an experiential perspective, you know? I can only talk about my little sliver of time that I spent on this planet and to see people reacting to reactions and having videos and I and you watch sports television and what do you see? You see people that never played a sport reacting to how people who actually play the sport are excellent at something, who are the top in the 0.001 percentile in their in a profession. You know, what a, what a LeBron James does or what a Naomi, Naomi Osaka does or what a Serena Williams does. These people, oh, there's, there's, there's maybe 0.001% of the population that can do what they do, that have the genetics to do what they do, the wherewithal, the work ethic to do what they do, and the ability to execute at that level, day in and day out at, that, at the highest of levels when everything is on the line. And then you have people who make millions of dollars just to talk about these excellent people, people who aren't excellent, mediocre people making millions of dollars speaking about people who are excellent at something. That is a ridiculous world. That is a ridiculous world. So that's why I enjoy this little corner. And I think we can carve out a nice little niche in this little corner of what we're doing. And even if what I say is provocative at times, some people may not like it. Some people may say, June is easy listening. I like listening to June when I'm cleaning or I'm, I'm in my car or I'm, I'm smoking or I'm just chilling on my balcony or patio or whatever. That's cool. And some people be like, I listen to June because I always get a little something that I can take with me and, and it resonates and I rewind and I listen to older episodes and I can speak to my friends or family about it or and some of my friends and family call me and go, June, you know, the things that you speak about Often, oftentimes the things that I speak about here become great conversations with people that I know. So it's almost like we always have something to speak about because they want to speak about things that I spoke and they want to expand on it and have a bigger, better conversation. And, and I love that. There are certain times I've gotten off the phone with a family member or friend that mentioned an episode and I'm like, wow, I got to text myself what they said and somehow put that, incorporate that into another episode because now they've just expanded what I was thinking. They took it in a direction that I didn't even know it could go to because obviously all of us have been nurtured differently and we have different natures. So a lot of this information is gonna come to you differently, you know? So it's very, very interesting that that happens. Hold on, I'm getting a text right now, yeah? So, this is what's so uh, great about this show. But what you won't see me doing is what they call doing it for the clout, chasing an audience around, 
trying to cater by taking things down that people may not agree with. I'm just one guy with an opinion, one guy with a couple of facts stacked up in my head, couple of revelations, couple of illuminations, couple of inroads and couple of breakthroughs. And I'd like to share them with the people, you know, so ultimately, um, that's what this is about. So you won't see me catering or kowtowing. I don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that here. You know, I'm not saying this is a quote unquote safe space. I'm just saying we don't do that here. There are going to be some things that I speak about that are going to fly in the face of what's called what's deemed conventional wisdom. And I think in many of the episodes that I've done, if you listen to New York State of Mind, part one, I flew in the face of conventional wisdom of, of this idea of diversity and inclusion in this country and how it's bandied about and the hypocrisy of it. And so many times I what what this show does actually on it on almost a weekly basis almost every episode somehow some way it it points it thumbs its nose up to conventional wisdom and status quotient rhetoric you know corporate speak or this party speak or partisanal speak or even religious speak we 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 we, we unpack that and that's not going to make a lot of people happy who have who are comfortable adhering to certain, you know, dictums and strictures and dogmas and things like that. It's like, your know, June is kind of, people may feel so invested in their dogmas that it's a part of them. And they feel that if I'm speaking about that or maybe critiquing it in a certain way that I'm critiquing them, they can't separate their dogmas from themselves. And that's fine. If you can't see that I mean well, that I'm just saying, hey, think about it for a minute. Take a moment, take a deep breath and unpack the things that you believe. If that's a problem for you to find, you don't ever have to listen to this again. You, Like I said, leave a bad rating. Send me an email. Tell me, hey, June, you don't know what the heck you're talking about. Okay. Opinions are like anuses. Good job. Fine. You're right. You can, you can agree to disagree. Or you can be actively disagreeable. And, or you can say, you, you may not agree to disagree. And just leave it at that. Maybe you want to continue a conversation and go, listen, this is where you're completely off base. Let's have that conversation. I'd love to be proven wrong. Or I'd love to just start a new conversation and bring some things to light. Even if I'm not proven wrong, maybe introduce some new information. That's fine, too. So let's do that. Um, but what you won't see us do here. We're not going to do things just for um, popularity's sake. You know, changing formats and chasing audiences. I'm not doing it. I, I've made up my mind a while ago, even when I started doing this. And, I'm, and the more I do it, the more I enjoy what this is. And seeing how on the back end of this, how I can make this grow. What do I need to do to advertise to an audience that I think is interested in this i don't need to chase people for an episode or two but the people that would actually be engaged in a conversation such as the one that we're having here over a long period of time over 30 more episodes over 300 episodes over forever how long and they're interested in the products that we'll introduce introduce interested in the interviews that we're going to have and interested in other multimedia formats that we may introduce but 
if it's if it's just about going on that largest search engine in the world and being part of that neighborhood, I don't think I'm very interested in that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go out on a limb, not even on a limb, and say I may not be employing YouTube as um, as it's presently constructed. I may not be implementing it or utilizing it right now as it presently is. I would have to find a format and using it in a way privately creating a membership sort of situation, maybe using YouTube TV, maybe for the people that are paying for YouTube. I don't know. Some sort of ways, you know, I'm not being elitist here. My apologies for people are like, June, you getting bougie on us? No. You know, this is who I've always been. You know what I mean? And this show is going to be a projection of that person. Okay, I'm not a radio, I'm not a personality. And I, I'm not going to chase... Hey, people look at me. This is June. No, I'm going to share it with people. Keep sharing it. I'm going to encourage people to share, rate, review, subscribe, do all of that good stuff. However, I'm going to do it on my terms, right? The people that I know that are listening, please share it with the people that you think will really enjoy this or people that you think have something to say about it. Go, you know what? I don't really like that. Like, like I said, I had that conversation with this, with this particular person who had a huge issue with Girl Lost, that episode Girl Lost, which was episode, season two, episode 13. If anyone wants to go out there and check it out, let me go back and check it out. Be my guest. It's still up. It's not going anywhere. And I loved the fact that they had an issue with it. And I asked them, do you want to do a live discussion? It will be extremely civil and respectful as every show attempts to be civil and respectful. We're not looking to just provoke for, for, for provocation's sake. We're not doing that here. We're not looking to just be provocative. We're not looking to be shock jocks. It's not what we're doing here. I'm not looking to employ all types of mechanisms and sounds and, 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 and inflammatory language to incite the masses into you know, riling up the people out there emotionally. I'm trying to engage intellect. And to engage intellect, you know, um, just using colorful language may not do that. I may just be appealing to your most basic instincts if I start using certain colorful language or uh, speaking about things in a derisive, derogatory, pejorative way. So we don't do that here. Specifically because I'm saying I'm not, um, that's not what I want. That's why when we speak about politics, I use certain generalities because I don't want people to engage in their partisanal divisive politics. When we speak about religion, I use certain generalities on purpose because I don't speak about specific religions in a certain way. I'll say certain dogmas do this, but have you ever asked yourself, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That way someone doesn't feel all the time the need to defend. Oh, nah, June, you, you, you attacking my, my whole, no, 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 I'm not. I would never do that. I would never do that. You know, and so if you listen to the episodes leading up to this one, we're 31 episodes or 32 episodes in right now, you'll see that that's not my intent. Just check the pattern. I won't ever, I don't need disclaimers of peace, love, and blessings we're here to do. Check out the episodes before this and make up your mind as to where June is on certain things, where we are on certain things. I just use myself in the second or third person. That's not good. But yeah, you know, where we are, you know, and that's what I want. You won't see me do those other things. 
You're not going to see me lowbrow you. I've said it before, just pluck things out of the news. React to the reaction of someone's reaction. I would encourage people not to look at those things. Don't look at reaction videos. It's the worst thing ever. Don't listen to color commentary of someone that's just reacting to a reaction of a reaction. It's the lowest form. Those people need to get real, real jobs and, 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 do, and, and give a real contribution. Go wash a car. You know, go pick up garbage at the side of a highway to clean your highway project. Every single city has one. I would implore all of those men and women that are doing reaction videos on YouTube, reaction to reactions to stop, unless it's to music. I like reaction videos to music, like when you see heavy metal guys that listen to hip hop for the first time and things like that. I like those kind of videos. I enjoy it, especially when it's my favorite songs. And I like to see what an elder, what an elder from a who's a fan of a totally different genre thinks about the music that I'm so heavily invested in those reaction videos. I give a pass to that other stuff where it's a commentator is saying something, but then someone is reacting to the comments that the commentator made. And then it was like, wait, what, what, what are we talking about? Do you have your own ideas that you can, that you can speak of independently of anything that's going on in the world? Can you just talk to me for a moment? Or do you have to piggyback off or of other popular people and and piggyback off of their success or for however they however they received or earned their success? Is that the only way? <clears throat> and so that's why I'm I have a certain revulsion and aversion, I should say, to being on YouTube and things like that because it's 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 the it's the it's the bastion for that sort of uh, uh, for those plat platforms, I don't. Want, I don't want to be associated with them. I'm not saying I'm better. I'm just saying I'm different. And I think our differences <laughs> get in the way. It, 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 I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to be over there. I don't want to be in that neighborhood. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to be there. It's like you're at a club and you see who's on the line. I don't know if that's ever happened to you guys, but, you know, in New York, I used to, you know, Friday night, I got a carload full of my friends and we're trying to find out where to party. And sometimes we weren't in, you know, I, we got a lot of invites to a lot of VIP events, but sometimes you didn't. It's a random whatever Thursday night or Wednesday or whatever. And you're saying, all right, we're going to Manhattan. Manhattan was about 20 minutes, 25 minutes away from where I lived um, in Queens. And then we'd go to the city. Sometimes. No, it's easier to get in Manhattan. It's about 15 minutes. But to go to the places where the clubs were, it was about 25 minutes into Manhattan. And we're driving around clubs. And I would judge whether I was going to enter by who was on the line of the club. Namely females. <laughs> what kind of girls were on the line? You know, and we would judge what was going on in the club by what was going on outside of the club. That's how I look at YouTube. I see who's going on, what's going on. And yes, everyone's there from this multi-million dollar podcast and this, that, and the third have their clips on there. But I'm good over here. I want this to grow. And then we'll, we'll take it from here to other platforms and, and I'll create a website for this show and um, things like that. And, or, you know, and, um, and then I'll, I'll drive my audience to the things that I'm doing. You know what I mean? Not to the things that all these other people are doing. You know, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're working on right here and seeing if it's worth doing that. You know, um, 
the audience is growing and you guys listen for a large portion of the show, which says a lot about, I guess, what we're doing here. But um, yeah, certain things you won't see me doing. I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> As I said before, whose world is this 21 at gmail.com and whose world is this 2021 on Instagram. And um, definitely subscribe and rate and review and let us know what you think out there in that world of ours, in this old cyber sphere. Love you guys and uh, enjoy the rest of your day, evenings, mornings and afternoons till we meet again.